Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. What's your update? Well, we are in 2020, and I'm putting my serious voice on. <laughs> it is 2020. My deep, serious voice. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Which means we have a presidential election coming up, and that can Hooray. be exciting. And I'm going to stick with exciting. <laughs> Um, we have a lot to do in the next few months, and it's not just a presidential election. There are a lot of like House and Senate seats up. There's local elections. It's you know voting. This year is a voting year for a lot of people. And um, a couple years ago, we had a lot of opportunities to share different ways that you can learn about how to vote in your area, what your what the candidates are, you know, listed on your ballot and who they who they are, not what they are, they're people, who they are and what they stand for and all these things. So because this is a voting year, we wanted to share that Vote Save America is back in action from Crooked Media. So that is the the um, website that we shared a couple years ago, um, probably closer to November, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, But we wanted to start early because it was just relaunched by Crooked Media, the whole website, Vote Save America. It's very chic looking, but it's also really helpful. Um, With everything coming up, we wanted to provide an opportunity to, again, re-educate yourself on what is at stake and what you care about and who you care about and all of the different ways that how we vote um, can make, obviously, a really big impact on the world around us. Um, And so we are going to share the Crooked um, media page, Vote Save America, and we'll link that in the show notes at queenspeaking.com slash 108. Yep. Episode 108. Um, And you can find that there. And again, like just an opportunity to learn all about your um, the people that are running in your area, as well as the um, presidential candidates and all that you can learn about them there. It's time. It's time. So let's let's get some skin in the game. VoteSaveAmerica.com back in action. Ready for it. Yes. What is your update, Bron? Well, at the release of this episode, I will already have gone on vacation. But I am actively excited for and anticipating uh, a warm weather getaway. Yum. That was a bit of a spontaneous booking. It was. And sometimes you just need to do it. Yeah. And I think uh, sometimes it's hard to find time to take a vacation. Yeah. And even if it's just a long weekend or a few days away or like, an activity. I am here advocating and recommending and suggesting get out, shake up your routine, especially in the wintertime, especially in Rochester, New York. We get a little bit bogged down with uh, some gray weather. And so (laughs) uh, you need to to get out, Mm -hmm. expose yourself to the world for a minute. And I think, uh, I think we're due. So um, I'm hoping that by the time all of you hear this, You'll have seen a vacation photo or two, potentially, that Sid shares on our Instagram. Uh, I had better be receiving those. But don't make them mean and, like, you're having no, the best be like, time ever. Be like, miss you. Miss y'all. <laughs> Wish you were here. Cheers. <laughs> um, but, like, even just the act of packing for this vacation is mind-boggling to me. I'm like, what is it like wearing a tank top? Is and it like, warm? Is 80 degrees warm enough to wear a tank top? I don't remember. The answer is no. That's what the winter does to us. We just think we're going to be in this place forever. Yeah. But Puxatani Phil saw uh, or did not see his shadow. 
Is it, it's not six more weeks, it's, right? We have we have an early spring according to Puxatani. Uh, the the is his name Phil or Puxatani? <laughs> no, Puxatani is the town. The town. So his name Phil is, is his Phil. name. Okay, but I was like, what is he? A groundhog. <laughs> He's a groundhog. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> It was. <laughs> it was. We've now missed it. Um, anyway, I'm excited for your warm weather vacay and to get all the photos and for you to have, like, good bevs and yummy food and the whole thing. I'm just going to read a book, and it's going to be great. Ooh, what book are you going to read? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On the spot. Sorry. So not a fun book to share, but uh, good to great, which is a business book. Great book. <laughs> Really good book. So uh, that's what I'll be is reading. Is that Adam Grant? No. I don't remember the author off the top of my head. He's we'll like, link to it in show notes. He's an he's like a, 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 he's a heavy hitter. I can't remember his name. Wow, that's bad. Anyway, <laughs> can't wait to hear about how you feel about the book. <laughs> I should probably read something for fun, but I feel like, you know, let's be real. I'm not great at reading fiction. <laughs> You're always thinking about building. Growing. <laughs> Growing and... Conquering. Axe Yeah, always. Well, that's great. I'm excited for those photos. I'm excited for your vacay. You Thank will you. have a fantastic time. Everybody take one for yourself, too. It's important. All right, so give it to me straight. What are we talking about today? We are revisiting mentorship. Yay! Yay! And when we thought about this, what came to mind was, firstly, have we covered this in the past? And then when you reminded me that we had, the last time that we really did was in July of 2018. First of all, <laughs> how has it been that long? It's been a long time. And it doesn't, again, like, I was, and it's not even like I forgot once you reminded me, but then you were like, it was episode 25. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That's crazy town. That so, it was, like, not only in July of 2018, but episode 25. It's time to bring it back in action. It is, because there was a Quartzy newsletter that came through um, at the end of January that paid homage to Zana Antunes, and apologies if I've misspoken that. Um, and the author, Annalisa Morelli, is that was her longtime mentor who sadly recently passed away. Um, and so it like kind of got me thinking about mentorship because the whole newsletter was around what Zana taught Annalisa about her career and her life outside of her career and all the ways that she felt supported by this amazing woman. Um, and she shared like some, some tips and some things that she thought really stuck with her from what she learned. Um, and it just got us thinking about mentorship again and has what our first stab at it um, remained true for us. Mm -hmm. And if it hasn't, how, how has that changed? So, um, you know, there's been a bit of time in between now and 2018. Um, and we've experienced a fair amount of changes since then, both like in our personal lives and our work lives, there's just been a lot that's happened. And so we thought that it was worth a revisit to see, you know, what's been going on in the world of mentorship and, and what we maybe could, um, add to from that episode and maybe, not even backtrack on, but see how like our perspective has changed on it. And I was so I was excited to get into this today. Um, and so appreciating that Annalisa shared some really um, wonderful things that Zana taught her. And also, I thought it was just a beautiful tribute to this woman that obviously meant a lot to her. Yeah, I uh, you you said it perfectly. And what's nice, too, is that they shared little tidbits uh, in the article from other people that uh, Zana had an impact on. And so the the breadth of impact that someone could have as well, I think, as a mentor 
is also really special about yeah. like how you can get different things from the same person. Yeah. Um, and so I think pulling that into some of the things that we're thinking about today uh, is something that we're going to talk through. So let's speak let's, at Queens. Let's do it. Uh, the first thing we want to talk about is what is still true in 2020 that was true in 2018. I'm still just like, what, what, <laughs> how, how is that even has it been two years possible? <laughs> and that like, that was that moment where I'm like, okay, we should really revisit like what we talked about a little bit. And so I was looking at the outline that we used for that. And firstly, we've changed a lot since uh-huh. then. And also, we? I, I, I'd say, <laughs> We've changed enough. <laughs> We've grown. Um, but the way, I mean, firstly, I was struck by the way we do the, what we do here now is just as, um, I feel like there's just as much behind it, but the way we prepare is very different. And I appreciate the way that we've grown and the way that we prepare. I'll just say that. Love it. <laughs> so one of the things that I think remains true is that relationships are incredibly important, um, but you don't have to be someone you're not to have them. And like reading that back, I was like, does that make any sense? But you think about um, how important, like the importance that we place on relationships and maintaining them and, and doing what we have to do to like keep people in our circle, um, all of that's important, but you shouldn't have to change who you are mm-hmm. to maintain or create relationships. I think that, you know, we've talked a lot about authenticity. Um, that's very buzzy right now. And probably because a lot of people are trying to figure out what that actually means for them. And so I think what we talked about in 2018 was like relationships are still an important thing and you still should not like drastically change who you are to utilize them. Um, because that, would kind of backtrack on the whole reason that you're trying to um, create a relationship in the first place, mm-hmm. I would think. So, yeah, I hold strongly to encouraging people to lean on their network mm-hmm. and as often as they feel comfortable, schedule coffee meetings and exploratory interviews with people in the industry um, or people adjacently related to the industry that they work in, because I think that it's a really big help in helping find um, what might be the right fit for you in the future, especially if you're thinking about where you're at in career growth, because a lot of times it's like, you know, you could be 55 and and trying to to grow in your career in different ways. And so um, not thinking about it or boxing it in as like, oh, just because I'm 22 and out of college, I need to like have all these conversations. These are things that I did when I was seeking my new career as well. And Mm -hmm. I think being open to introductions that come off those meetings is an additional value add where um, what you share with that individual may may pique the uh, person you're talking to, their interest of like, oh, I know so-and-so who might be good for you to talk to. Right. And if they introduce you to other people in their network, that's gold. Yeah. Do not let that die on the vine. Right. I know so many people who reached out to me early in their careers or while they were still in college and just trying to find out how to like shape their lives. And I was like, I will introduce you to this laundry list of people that will be super beneficial to you finding a job if you want to stay in Rochester. Right. Also beyond because when you work for a large corporation, there's networks everywhere. Networks live on forever. And so I'm still shocked that people didn't take me up on that offer. And I think that that's such a lost opportunity. And 
I know personally, I all the jobs that I have are based on connections or mm-hmm. conversations I had. Like, yes, I applied to jobs in a tra- traditional way, but I figured out who I knew that might be able to introduce me to someone or have a conversation with an individual at the organization to see if it was the right fit. And and that's a really big deal. It is. And to go off of your point about like not letting something die on the vine, I think that we need to take ownership of what is our responsibility and what is not our responsibility. And I think if someone offers you the opportunity to meet someone in their network, it is then your responsibility to follow up with you and say, hey, thank you so much for offering that. I'd really like to take you up on it. Mm -hmm. Instead of having it be a passing conversation, like you are responsible for taking that next step and saying like, thank you so much for offering that. Is there a way that you could connect us via email or something like that, that allows for them to take the next step after that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes we either get fearful or we're like, they'll remember and they'll just do it. I'm like, no, everybody's got a thousand things on their plate. Like nobody's going to remember to do a thing unless they are just like superhuman somehow. So you need to be, and not aggressively. I think I've said this before, but the Um, I read a job description once that they were looking for someone who was politely persistent Mm -hmm. and that like fully stuck with me. And they were talking about development, like fundraising work, but I think that applies to everywhere at this point. Like you have to be politely persistent. You have to be emotionally intelligent enough to know when is too much and when like to pull back, but also to know like if they said they would do a thing, I'm going to take them up on it and I'm going to reach out and see if they'll still do a thing. And so I think that mentality is really important here because to lean on your network requires you to do just as much work as the person that says that they will connect will do. Yeah. And if you're going to establish a relationship with a person, there has to be some sort of follow through and it's on you to do that because you're the one who's seeking insight and information and don't lose sight of that. Because I think, um, as you said, being politely politely persistent is important because you need to uh, let the person know that you appreciate the conversation that you're having and that you're also taking the time to... um, follow up, learn more, meet other people, and it's only going to be advantageous for both of you. Exactly. So. Exactly. I think the other thing we talked about was to be a person first. And so this, you know, the relationships is focused on your relationship with someone else. This is focused on like who you are as a person and to remember that like to connect with someone means showing them something that they can actually connect to. And so being like all business isn't necessarily, maybe it is, but I've, in my experience, being all business all the time does not give anybody anything to connect to, but sharing like, this is where I am in my program, or this is what I like about my work right now, or this is like what my, you know, life outside of work looks like, like give someone something to like meet you in the middle on. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't just feel like a transaction and it might have an opportunity to actually turn into a relationship yeah, because that just feels like dry and weird. Yeah, because you want to know like a little bit of like, do we even relate as people? Like, exactly. like what makes you tick? Like, what are you excited about? What do you do? Right. And I feel like part of the problem with mentorship that we'll get to later in the episode is that it's become like a thing to do and not a relationship to have. Mm-hmm. And so that has kind of made it be all about business versus um, be about a relationship. And that's why I think that we'd like to change that a little bit yeah um but the last thing that we want to say that we did talk about in 2018 and just as a reminder mentors don't have to be your boss but if they are like that's fantastic as well and so it really is dependent upon your relationship with your supervisor or your boss or a higher up at your organization um my 
initial thoughts around mentorship were always like around the seemingly like unspoken rules that existed. Like there was always Mm -hmm. a rule book that you had to follow. Um, But the most freeing thing to know is that there really aren't any rules different than like exist in any relationship. So it's like be a human, like make honest connections, like um, value the relationship in the in the way that you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are set by the people in that relationship. Um, what I appreciated is in the Quartzy newsletter, Zana was the author's boss, um, but there was so much more than just work that was happening in their conversations and in their work together. Um, there was just more support for who she is in addition to the work that she was doing. And I think that's where that line needs to live. Mm-hmm. If, if you're crossing over to mentor line, in my mind, you have a care for the person that you're working with, not just helping them rise, but really understanding why they want to rise or mm-hmm. what they want to do or who they are and how they tick. Right. And it's about being an advocate for them. Yeah. I think um, it's convenient if you have a great boss who can be that person for you um, because that person is someone who is open to sharing and helping you grow and is like on top of the things that you have noted in your growth plan. And if it's associated with your career and you're talking about associated growth outside in your personal life and how it might take shape in different ways and that person can kind of exist on both planes, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. But and definitely the ideal manager experience. Um, But I think also acknowledging that not everyone is in that situation. So having the space and and awareness that you can explore people outside of the traditional employee boss dynamic uh, can actually be advantageous for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, The next question that we kind of asked ourselves is, do we think of mentors and mentorship the same way now? And this has changed a bit for me. It just feels too formal. It feels like every time that I've heard someone mention mentorship or I was telling you earlier, like someone just hammered into us, like, you need to have a mentor, get a mentor, mentor. And I'm like, I don't like that word anymore. And also, like, you have not explained to me how. You have not explained to me what the value is. Like, you've, you've told me how it helped you, but you're in a totally different place in your life and in your career than I am. So what is the value add for me to have what I feel is a very formal relationship of mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like a more of a thing to strive for than a thing we might actually already have within the people, with people in our network or people that we're friends with. Um, I think at this point, my thinking has moved toward understanding that maybe mentors don't like have to be older. They don't necessarily have to be more advanced in their career. And if, it, if that's not what your career like needs at the moment, And so there's a lot more reflective internal work that we have to do before we go out and say, like, I'm just going out to get a mentor. Like, let me pick one up at the store. Yeah. Well, I feel like even the saying to someone, like, you're my mentor. Yeah, it just feels weird. It feels like (laughs) such a weight when it doesn't have to be like, hey, I just really appreciate your guidance. Yeah. And it could be someone in any capacity. And I think that's really valuable to have that perspective now. Absolutely. And it's like, if it is like someone older, that's wonderful. But I think like we have these like boxes that we tick of like this person either does or does not fit in the mentor category. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, that's why I don't think of it in the same way. Before it was like genuinely a thing that I really wanted because I thought I needed it. And what I didn't realize is I already very much had it with different people in my lives, you included, you know, like 
But it's like you we have but this <laughs> but also same. But it's like we were in this place together learning together and also being different enough to share different perspectives mm-hmm. that I think can be really much more beneficial than someone who maybe is is too far removed from it and not to say that they can't go back and think about it but maybe they're bringing something else totally different to the table than the fact that they've been where you are maybe they're bringing something like they're coming from a different industry or um, they know you personally and it has nothing to do with age but it's just someone you know that can be honest with you and share like honest feedback with you and so that has like shifted for me a lot yeah I totally agree I think make it what you want um I find a lot of value now in learning from people that in completely different disciplines than me yeah um thinking about how other people might approach problem solving conversations I have with my sister that Mm -hmm. I'm like I never would have thought about it this way and it just there's so many lessons that can be learned in daily conversations that like you can take that nugget and expand upon it and just reach out to people and say, hey, I was really struck by what you said here and I want to know more about that. And like just asking for someone's input in that way makes like it establishes a really valuable bond. Absolutely. And and just to say like, hey, I appreciate that you think about this in this way because it's helped me. Right. I would like cry if someone said that to me that would mean a lot versus (laughs) someone like coming with no context being like i like you will you be my mentor like it just doesn't feel like right it just doesn't (laughs) feel as honest and i you know i don't know how you feel but i just think like in 2018 we were coming at probably a lot of things but i think especially this from a very like technical place like Mm -hmm. a plus b equals c and so that's how you get to the thing that's how you get to c whereas like now i feel like we have a little bit more experience and we have a lot to learn but I think the experience that we've had allows us to like kind of like take the veil off and like knock down the wall a little bit and be like oh what's actually back there and is it all of these technical things or is it really a much more personal process and we need to do personal work to figure out what's going to work for us yeah so really interesting stuff um have we transitioned more to networks than mentors yes yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and obviously, this is not rhetorical. I think this is a resounding yes from both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we recently had this great dinner with friends where one of the women we were there with was talking about how she gets together with a few friends once a month to talk about their goals, where they're at financially, ask questions, and talk through challenges. And I was just like, that is so rad. I was like, I can I come to right. the next one? I, I, I want to like, talk me. about my goals. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think, like, we have friends that we share certain things with, and, like, that's all well and good, and sometimes we're just, like, getting wine and hanging out. But to have, like, a specified, not only just the group, but the time, and, like, it's, like, book club, but for, like, goal setting. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, you come prepared. You, like, you're ready to talk about it. You're ready to be honest about. And the stuff that she was sharing with us is, like, really honest stuff that I would have been so uncomfortable sharing, but... She's benefiting so much from what other people know. Yeah. And we missed out on that. I mean, not fully. We can go back and do it now, but. We kind of did do that, though. Like, we that's, did. That's pretty much why this podcast exists, but it's fine. <laughs> that's true. I know. <laughs> but it's, I love hearing about it from someone who's, like, at the age that we were at when yeah. we were, like, in this moment where we were, like, there's so many things that I want to know and 
I just need someone to like talk through this with me. And it's right. it's just exciting to be like, oh my God. That's awesome. You're doing this thing that I love too. And right. I want to join. <laughs> well, and it's like what that tells me too is about like that mini network that she has and her friends, obviously, that she trusts them and they, mm-hmm. they are judgment free. Because like sharing finances is really scary. It's really scary <laughs> when you're not where you want to be or you're, like, working on a thing. You're not sure how people, like, will react to how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, so to be able to share, like, that in around something that is still seen as – there was um, – I think it was the broadsheet that did, like, a, a ask to their community how many people feel comfortable sharing their finances. And it was a really mixed bag of answers, which tells us that it's still not, like – a normal thing necessarily for women to share like what they make or what they're putting away in their retirement fund or how much they invest and like all of these things and this group is is like kind of shutting all that out and saying like i'm if i'm not going to learn from you guys i don't know where i'm going to get this information yeah Um, because you can there's so many things that you can read on the internet but sometimes just talking it out with people that you're like hey you're living this with me mm -hmm. help 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 (laughs) it's so true um, and I think, you know, going off of that, I think I'm leaning on a network and not even like a specific network, but like just a general network, depending on the thing that I'm thinking about or the thing that I need help with. It's like I'm leaning on a number of people for help with that versus just one person expecting them. And I'm not saying that people who have mentors don't have many of them, but that's a network. And mm-hmm. like in my mind it's easier for me to, to think about it as a network of people who all have different skill sets, who are all bringing different stuff to the table um, and not having that like formal piece to it to just say like, hey, I'm like working on this thing and I'm a little like confused by it or I just need some extra help with it. Like, do you have some time? For sure. Um, and so I'm just leaning on the network more, more so than a specific person. I love that so much. I think Uh, You're going to find a lot of value from different people depending on where you are in your life and being okay with that as, like, your mentor network or, like, shifting that perspective um, allows you to be open to capturing inspiration from more than one person in, like, a super formal setting. Right. Um, And I think as I embarked on my career transition, which at this point was – it was like around the time, like when we recorded this original episode. So like I was just kickstarting the like That's exploration so process. You're so so right. Which is bonkers. That is. Um, but I really found a lot of value in, in reading job descriptions just to get a sense for like what was out there. I really liked looking at stuff on LinkedIn jobs. Um, and that was more so just to like figure out what industries existed because there sometimes it's overwhelming when you're yeah. like I'm at a plateau mm-hmm. and there's only, I can't go up from here anymore right. and so when you know you have to jump off and start fresh again you want to make sure that that move you're making or how you're going to pivot is because in my case I kind of made a lateral move and uh, that can be challenging to be like is this the right move right and you don't have to put that much pressure on yourself but I really appreciated just having that as like a starting point to Mm -hmm. say like okay let's look at some job descriptions let's see some skills let's figure out like let me see as I look at all these jobs like who in my network might be people to talk to related to these jobs or these these skill sets that I could have conversations with and then from those conversations I have a better sense of what works and what doesn't work for me right and so 
a little bit of it is like your own personal mentoring that you do for yourself. Exactly. While connecting more deeply with people in your network. And that's just going to establish more valuable bonds um, with people in your community. And I think um, it can be a windy road and seem overwhelming at first. Um, but it actually leads to some really great conversations and a better understanding of what you like and don't like about a role or an industry. Um, and you don't really know that until you have conversations. Like, imagine accepting a job and this, the second that you get out there, you're like, oh, my God, I hate this. Right. Right. <laughs> Seriously, I can't. <laughs> and can't. so to have a sense of like, oh, this is what your day-to-day is like, that's really valuable. Thank you for sharing that with me. Exactly. Nope. <laughs> it's like I don't think I want that. Bye. Yeah, and and outside of that, then like you just had a really great conversation with someone you haven't connected to in a while. Right. Bottom line, like right. we, it's a win. It's not a, right. Exactly. It's not a loss of time. It's not a waste of time. And I appreciate because I think one of the things that gets lost in like the mentorship conversation is the amount of work that the person who is being mentored in quotes needs to do to prepare for that and like what you talked about about going through all of those job descriptions and understanding like what even the field like looks like right now like what am I even like jumping into it gave me great questions to ask exactly everything was like super targeted and you can't expect someone to help answer questions that you don't know you have because then it's like then they're just talking about their own career which might have nothing to do with you and what you want to do and so I think no matter what angle you're coming at this whole conversation from doing your homework will forever be a true thing that you need to do yep thousand percent um i think this is a work in progress is what i came to the it always <laughs> is understanding on which is like on one hand like it makes me feel better that it's not like a thing that you can just figure out but at the same time you know like i want an answer and so <laughs> it's helpful to like continue the conversation and make sure that we're asking good questions and we're sharing honestly like how we feel about stuff like this so we can kind of better understand what's going on out there for other people too. Um, But I think the thing that will get us closer to helping answer the question is just like asking how we foster relationships with the people around us. Like at its very core, how are we doing that? And what do they mean to us? And how are we growing them? And how are we adding value to them? And like at, at the bottom line, I think that's what it really comes down to. And then we can create our own description or identifier from that point. And unless we take time to do that, um, ask ourselves how we foster those relationships, then we're just going to keep like running in all of these different directions without actually getting any help. Exactly. Right? That's what we want. And if there's anything that you take away from uh, networking or mentorship experience or however you want it to take shape the asking of questions and being prepared and knowing what you want to get out of a conversation with someone is the most important thing absolutely thousand percent well we want to hear from you about how this might take shape in your life Mm -hmm. if it is if you were like i had a mentor i didn't like it if you're like vibing with sid (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um what does it look like for you in 2020? And uh, hit us up on Instagram at queen underscore speaking. That's where we'll be. Shall we break? Let's break.